The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Welcome to the Trade Thrive Podcast. This is Tanner and I hope you are having a great day and I want to get into a topic that I'm really passionate about. For those of you who listen to me who are in a position where you're still in the production, you're still going to jobs, you're still painting the jobs or you're still performing the work for those of you who are in other trades that that listen to this podcast. And my uh, experience is that you know, it is a huge transition to get someone who has been uh, a technician. And if you haven't followed some of the other podcasts where I talk about what I consider a technician, I actually derive that term from the ebook, uh, which is a great book by Michael Gerber. Uh, it'll really give you some foundational principles of what you should be doing uh, to set yourself up for success in business. The problem is, is that a lot of us really don't have business experience. Maybe you've never managed something or you uh, never been in sales. And if you hadn't managed or been in sales uh, and you come from the trade that you started your business in, really it's a learn as you go type of deal. And I'm humbled to be in a position to kind of coach you through some of these things. And it's such a vast topic um, but one thing you have got to do is you have to break away from production. I had a conversation with someone the other day, and it was essentially kind of like outlining all of the different things that someone has to do during their day when they first start their business. And if we were to outline these things, I'm sure we can come up with over 50 tasks. Um, and each task comes with its own set of time uh, attached to that task. So let's talk about really what that looks like. So when you first start a business, you know, you're answering the phone, you're answering emails, you're, um, you know, for us painters, you're picking up the paint, you're ordering the paint, um, you're doing touch-ups, you're performing the job, you're asking people for a review when you're finished, you're answering the phone while you're working, you're doing estimates, you're putting together proposals, um, you're following up with proposals, you're, I mean, that's just, I think I named 11 things right there. Um, you could be doing color consultations or you can be, you know, working on your equipment or you could be, you know, there's just so many things, right? Hiring, um, you know, posting on social media. So you have all these things that you do because you know that these things help your business to grow and to succeed. My thing was in the beginning is I noticed that I had all of these tasks to do and I looked at which task took the most time off the bat me being physically present, producing the jobs took the most time for me. You know, I would wake up in the morning, I would actually go to the paint store, pick up the paint for the job after I ordered it the night before. Um, and if you're not ordering your paint online, you should definitely be doing that. Um, if you're, if you are in another trade and you have the ability to do online ordering, huge time saver. Um, so I would pick up the paint. I would actually drive to the job, set up the job, work the job with whoever was working with me at the time. It was like one or two guys. And I would, I would actually be working on the job 
answering the phone with a, my hands full of paint. I'd be picking up the phone, trying to answer the phone and trying to coordinate the work. And really, I was, I was doing so many things. I really wasn't being effective on the job. My mind was all over the place. You know, oh, this person needs a follow-up. Oh my gosh, I have to go here to do a touch-up. Oh my gosh, I have to go here to do an estimate. Oh, I forgot to give them a proposal. I forgot all these things. And I realized that I'm, I, I may think that I'm doing a good thing for my business, but I'm really hurting the growth of my business. And what I'm also doing is I'm not giving anyone an opportunity to replace me as the foreman on the job. So what I looked for was a person in my business who I felt could handle the responsibilities uh, of what I was doing on site. For me, um, you know, it's really important in the beginning definitely to be on site because what you want to do is implement standards. Standards need to be implemented by you, the business owner. Your goal is to find someone to delegate the responsibilities to and hold them to the same standard that you implemented on the job. So if you have a set of standards, for example, I'll give you a really good example here. My standard is whenever we paint on top of trim, it needs to be taped, caulked, painted, and peeled. Now, for those of you who don't know paint lingo, and if you've ever painted your house, you know that painting a straight line is a skill that sometimes takes over 10 years to develop. And my thing is, is we don't always have the luxury of having someone that has mastered that skill. So for us, and the best way to streamline and make sure our product is consistent, no matter who's performing it, you know, we don't want one room to have someone who cut it in beautifully. And then the, the other room has someone that's learning and, you know, may not have had that same, um, that same line. We want consistency throughout our product. So we make sure that everyone does this, whether you have 40 years of experience or you have one year of experience, our product is going to look the same. So that was a standard of mine that I implemented on our jobs. So when I'm there, I'm actively checking this. And if you know the painting business, you know that this is a very prideful thing for some painters is they feel like they don't need to tape, caulk, paint, peel. Um, and, you know, for me, I think that I get it, but they don't really understand why we're implementing this standard. And it's not for them to understand as employees, their job is to follow the rules, follow the standards. So you want to find somebody that can uphold the team to those standards. So that's what I did. In the beginning of my business, my mindset was I can't be in production, you know, forever because painting these jobs is taking up six to eight hours of my day and I'm not even being effective. I'm on the phone, I'm texting, I'm calling, you know, I'm actually running out to go do estimates. This isn't working. And it, what it's doing is it's just making things worse. Um, and not to mention, I'd have to wake up super early in the morning. I have to go pick up paint. I have to go set up the job. Again, a majority of my day is consumed. Now, can I ask you a question? And I want you to answer it yourself, obviously, because you can't speak back to me here, but maybe you can message me later. Is painting jobs growing your business or is it sustaining your business? And I think it's very important for you to understand this concept because, you know, some of us believe that painting our jobs is growing our business and it's not. 
painting your jobs and performing the tasks, the end result of what your marketing and your sales have generated for you um, is not growth. Learning and you know doing better and training on the job, yeah, that's a growth principle. But if we narrow down what is really going to grow your business, actually painting and performing the tasks that you need to paint and perform or excuse me, that you need to perform on the job is not growing your business. So you have to recognize that you are the sole person in your organization who has the ability to propel the growth of your business. If you're stuck in an area for the majority of your time sustaining your business, you have very little time to grow your business. So for me, I said, okay, I need to put together a team to sustain the growth of my business, but also I need to be spending the majority of my time growing my business, networking, attracting new customers, marketing, selling, you know, being this, being this person, I would say being the, the, you know, the mascot of the brand and then allowing my team to sustain the growth that we've achieved. So the idea for sales and marketing is to grow your business. The idea of production is to sustain that level of growth. Now, again, going back to a conversation, I think it was in the last episode, we talked about, you know, selling a bunch of work, but not being able to sustain that work. So you have to understand that there is tiers involved in this model. You can sell everything you want. You could sell $2 million worth of business in a month, but if you're production can't keep up with that. Obviously, we know that that's a no-brainer, but the principles are the same even on a lower scale. If your production can't keep up with it, it's not going to work. So as a business owner, you have to consistently be doing checks and balances on your sales, on your marketing, on your production, making sure that your production is keeping up with the promises that you make on your sales and in your marketing to make sure that everything works together. So going back to the person that I chose to handle production, essentially it's super easy to manage one person than it is an entire team, but you give that delegation to that person to manage the team on your behalf to implement the standards. Now, here's the thing that I like to uh, coach through, you know, some of the business owners that I help. And one thing I say is, you know, it's, it's really hard to give someone a set of instructions without the actual instructions. You have to create the instructions. If you're the type of person that says, you know what, it's a waste of time to spend an hour typing together some sort of form or some sort of set of instructions or standards. I can't, I have to be honest with you. You are only going to get out what you put in. And to me, that is a a sure, you know, that is a sure example of someone that's going to find themselves back in the production because you can't discipline yourself enough to put together something to make sure that your production is operating at a high level, a high standard. Let me give you an example of what this is. So for me, I recognize the same things were happening over and over and over again in my business. The the guys would leave the water on at the end of the job if we were doing the exterior. They would get paint on the hose. They would not leave enough paint for the customer. Um, The customer had, you know, there was a, a... above average amount of touch-ups that we missed. Um, 
you know, on the inside, there were some blinds that would, you know, not be put back or uh, there was, you know, we weren't vacuuming or, you know, and, and this isn't, this isn't every time, but, you know, when it did happen, it was the same things that were popping up. So me looking at the fact that I need to make sure that my marketing and my sales, um, you know, the promises that I, that I, you know, say in my sales and of course in the marketing that we're this company that you could trust to do a great job. I have to make sure that the production is keeping those promises. So what's a way that I could do that? Well, what I did was, is I created a form that I emailed to the customer before the job gets started. And essentially what I do is I put the ball in the customer's court. I give them a list of all these common problems that we run into at the end of the job. And it's a checklist. And what it is, is we call it a satisfaction worksheet. And I sat and I wrote out the things that were coming up very frequently. And, and I'll give you an example of some of the questions. Were, you know, is the house uh, or is the hose put back in good order? And they have to initial next to that. Have you received at least one quart of paint for each color labeled? They have to initial next to that. Have you inspected the house by using blue tape? You know, the customer has to initial next to that. I have the manager give the customer blue tape to go around and identify any touch-ups. Now, some people would say, oh, you're crazy for doing that. You know what? At the end of the day, the only reason why you're probably saying that is because you're still on the job and you haven't delegated responsibilities to your manager to handle this. For me, you know, they can sit there for an extra hour and go through all the touch-ups that need to be done. But let me tell you something. I guarantee the next time this happens, they're going to be a lot more diligent about making sure these touch-ups are addressed. And that is what we're about. I'm very customer service oriented. That's how we've grown our business. That's what we believe is that the customer is what is most important. Now I get it. We get some, you know, outliners, you know, sometimes we get some crazy people. I get it. We do our best, you know, but our customers appreciate having that checklist. And more importantly, it holds our manager accountable to make sure that we're going through these things. Now, this is a system, and you guys know that I love talking about systems. If you have a system like this in your business, what it's going to do is it's going to allow you, again, we're going to go back to the standards. It's going to allow you to implement standards that you are going to delegate to your manager to uphold for you to avoid having to physically be present in production. Now, you're probably thinking, Tanner, I have one to three guys. I actually need to be painting on the job. There's no way we can keep up with, you know, the, 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 you know, the influx of phone calls and all that. Well, that should motivate you. But more importantly, that should encourage you to start bringing on new team members. And I get this all the time, Tanner. I just don't trust anyone to be a manager in my business. Well, I'll be honest with you. That's your fault for not strategically hiring someone for this role. Now, you know, we all know what happens when you look for something. If, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of looking for a truck right now and I want that truck to be white and I want it to have low miles and I only really want to spend $5,000 on it, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm on, you know, Facebook Marketplace, I'm on Craigslist and I'm really just looking for this exact vehicle that I want for my business. 
And, you know, I didn't find it on any of those channels. But one thing I did do, I did a parade of homes not too long ago, and we were driving through a neighborhood. And believe it or not, there was a for sale sign on a white truck a couple streets away. But since I was looking for that specific truck and I wasn't settling for that specific, anything other than that specific truck, that caught my attention. We drove up to it. I found it. The guy wants five grand for it. It has under 50,000 miles and it's white. It's the perfect truck. But if you don't have an idea of what you're looking for when you're hiring, then you're going to get random results or no results at all. So you need to be focusing on, on your hiring that you are hiring someone that you can delegate tasks to that will follow through with those tasks. And we're briefly going to go into that right now about the type of person you should be looking for. You know, a lot of guys get it get it twisted in terms of they need to make sure they find the best painter with the most knowledge to manage their projects. Wrong. If you're looking for that, you're looking for a unicorn. Essentially, you're looking for somebody that has management skills and also has high level painting skills. My question would be, why don't they have their own business? So what you need to do is you need to create leaders from within. The best way to do this is to look and see who is the most loyal to your company, who follows all the rules, who shows up on time every time, and who's respectful and can be coached. Somebody that doesn't have an ego, someone that's not concerned about always being right, someone that takes a lot of pride in what they do. They don't have to know everything. They don't have to be the most skilled person. That's not what you're looking for. You can have that skilled person on your team be managed by this person that represents the standards of the company. So that is a hurdle that a lot of people I feel like have to get over in order to even allow this to happen. But the misconception is, is that you need to have somebody with expert level painting skill run your jobs. Wrong. You need somebody that can follow directions and that's going to help you get out of production so you can stop wasting your time sustaining your business, which is hurting the growth of your business and actually spend the majority of your time selling and marketing and networking and overseeing the management of your jobs. You can pop in on jobs. You can go in, you can, you can do that customer checklist yourself. You can go there and walk it yourself. But again, you're saving six to eight hours a day trying to produce work when you could delegate these tasks. Guys, this is Tanner with Trade Thrive. If you hung in with me for this awesome episode, you're on your way. Okay, I want you to know that you're on your way because you're seeking the knowledge, you're learning from me. Um, I've been doing this long enough to feel confident in the things that I'm sharing that I hope that you take this knowledge and you apply it. Knowledge is nothing unless you actually take the knowledge and you do something with it. If you continuously listen and you and, and hiring intimidates you or getting out of the production intimidates you, do it. You're going to learn more even if you fail than you would if you didn't do it at all. So to me, it's a win-win. Don't worry about failure. Yeah, if the fear is somebody's going to completely mess up your job, that's not going to happen. You're going to be on top of it. You're going to make sure, especially for the first month or so, you know, that things are running smoothly without you being there. So, and that's why we have insurance. Okay, so you got to make sure you have insurance. Guys, this is Tanner. If you're interested right now, guys, we are setting up websites for contractors. Let me tell you real quick why we are the go-to for your website. So first of all, we are super affordable. The reason why is, is because we want the website to be a bridge for you to go into the automations. Automations handle follow-ups. They handle sending automated reviews. They help you categorize 
all of your deals. So if you have people that you've given estimates to in the last two weeks and it's hard for you to find their information or it's, you don't even know who you gave an estimate to, you need to head over to tradethrive.com, go to automations and check out the free training so I could show you what I use in my business to keep track of all this stuff. Aside from that, we have the hiring course available. This is my strategic hiring process. So if you're interested in that, you can find that at tradethrive.com as well. Of course, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at tradethrive. And always, please send me a message. I'd be happy to talk with you about what's going on in your business. Have a great day. Prosper and uh, get after it. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.